and welcome back to Take 10. This is your host, Tamika. I am so excited to be back. I um, took a week off, but we are back with part two, who is in your boat? So the Lord was dealing with me about part one. And as I began to see other things, I wanted to share them with you. All right, let's get into it. So our base scripture is going to be coming from Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, why are you fearful? O you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Let's start at verse 23. Now, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. So what that said to me was that they followed him into the boat, and even when you are following Jesus, things are going to happen. But case in point, Jesus needs to be in your boat. Okay, or you need to be in the boat with Jesus. He needs to be there. But I think this is a pointed example of even with Jesus being in the boat, things happen. So 24 says, and suddenly a great tempest, which means a violent, windy storm. Remember, the same thing was said about Paul. So Paul in Acts 27 Verse 18, it says, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they begin to throw the cargo overboard. So the same idea of violence, which I think is so important because Paul was there as a jailer and the people, the soldiers were there with him along with some of his companions. The disciples followed Jesus into a boat and a violent storm still happened, right? So I think we have this misconception or it contradicts this notion that just because you're with Jesus, that things and storms of, of the, and the storms of this life will not arise. It's a fallacy. It's untrue. And a lot of times I think I'll speak for me. I feel like what has been shared was like, you're not going to enter and you know, you're not going to encounter any trials. You're, you know, you have Jesus now and everything's going to be okay. And I think people in their zealousness and then their zeal to sell Jesus to people, uh, they don't necessarily warn people about what is going to come. Right. And I'll get more into this a little bit later, but they followed Jesus into the boat and the storm still came. It says the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Okay. And a lot of times when we are in these situations, serious, violent storms, <laughs> and you are outnumbered, right? And this idea of outnumbered meaning, and so I, I cannot swim or I cannot swim well. And Every time I go out on the ocean, whether I'm in a cruise ship or going to do well watching or whatever, I am always in awe about how big the ocean, the sea, the river, whatever. The water is much bigger than me and my little self. I am puny compared to this water. And when and, and it looks like that. And when you just add a storm, I'm talking about calm water. When you add a storm to the elements, it just creates a completely different sort of panic 
But this is saying that you are going to encounter storms, even with Jesus in your boat. And you're going to feel like he's not there. You're going to feel like you're alone. It says he was asleep, like he wasn't aware. It's going to bring up, and we talked about this before in the podcast, like God is not good. Like he's not on the throne reigning over the heavens and the earth. You're going to feel alone. And I'm here to reinforce and encourage you to know that he is aware. He is aware. The disciples say, Lord, save us. We are perishing. You're not only going to feel like you're alone, you're going to feel like this is it. You're going to feel like you're going down, right? You're going to feel like you're at the end. It will feel like your demise is impending and encroaching on you. You on a boat in a calm sea is intimidating, right? You are nothing compared to this body of water. Then you add a storm into the mix. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've seen Hunger Games, how they would add different elements. It was already a bad isolated situation, but by the time they add all these elements, it just made it 10 times worse. So Jesus says to them, why are you fearful? Oh, you have little faith. So he's asking a rhetorical question. And I've heard Jackie Hill Perry say this. I've heard Darius Daniel say this is when God is asking a question, he is, it's not because he wants to know the answer. He wants us to know the answer. He asks Adam, where are you? He knew where Adam was. He wanted Adam to know where he was. Or he asked Adam and Eve, like, where are you? He knew. He was well aware. He says, why are you fearful? He knows why they're fearful. They're human. Yes, they're fearful. He says, oh, you have little faith. Faith? What does faith have to do with this storm? But the fact that they're in the boat with Jesus, with Jesus. Okay. And it says, he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marvel saying, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? So, but to this point, they have been following him, but they have not seen him speak to the winds. They've seen him casting out demons. They've seen him healing people. They've seen him do the miraculous with the uh, five loaves of bread and the two fish. They've seen that. But when you start talking about the elements of the earth, the sea, heaven and hell, they've walked with Jesus. They've seen his abilities, but now it just got expanded. And I'm going to encourage you that as we continue to walk with Jesus, we will begin to see how much dominion he really has. We've seen him be a lawyer in the courtroom. We've seen him be a healer and or doctor in, in, in the hospital. We've seen him deliver us out of our financial burdens and have financial breakthroughs. We've seen him, but we have not seen him in some other areas. And I believe that God is saying he can do so much more, so much more to the point where even in Jesus' death, there was even doubt amongst them around like, will, will he, will he uh, be resurrected? And then they were able to see Jesus came back to show himself to them so that they can even see his dominion had gone beyond anything that they had thought. They said, who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Then he rose from the dead. So even now death had no grip on him. What? Their vision and their thought of Jesus was expanded. And I believe that Jesus is trying to do that with us. So I asked the question again, who is in your boat? So just to piggyback off the last episode, why does it matter who's in your boat? On this earthly realm, yes, but also on the spiritual realm. 
So it doesn't matter if he's in our boat, he's in the lion's den, he's in there with the, the pit with us, right? It says wherever we make our bed, he's there. He's there in the belly of a well. He's in the fiery furnace. And while our chains might be destroyed, even our boats or our coats may be destroyed, we will not. What the angel said to, to Paul in Acts 27, 22, but now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand child before Caesar and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail. You have a work to do. You have a work to do. Jesus must be in your boat. And even if he is in your boat, guess what? you're still going to go through storms. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you, God, that you are expanding our vision and our our, our thought and our, the way we look at you, God. We ask that you give us the strength and give us the faith, God, to be able to see and remember that you're in our boat and that nothing can destroy us because there's a work that you've called us to do. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, this is Take 10, and I will see you for part three of Who is in Your Boat. Have a good one.